Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 52 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. It's back to business as usual with this episode, as I welcome Nick Beggs from the Mute Gods and Stephen Wilson's live band to discuss his first band, and I recommend the Manchester, New Hampshire band, Dust Prophet. Before all that, I welcome Mike Odd to the show. Mike Odd is the manager for the infamous drive through metal band, Max Sabbath. Max Sabbath are a band that dresses like fast food mascots that are vaguely similar to those from the McDonald's family. Then they weave lyrics about the evils of the food industry, fast food, and related topics into Black Sabbath parody songs. So McDonald's plus Black Sabbath equals Max Sabbath. So it turns out the band does not do their own interviews because lead singer Ronald Osborne is afraid of modern technology. I'm assuming it's really to keep their identity secret, so Mike Odd, the band's manager, is their spokesman. Anyway, we discuss the band's upcoming tour, their recent run-in with Ozzy Osbourne, and a lot more crazy shit. So before I dive in with Mr. Odd, here are some of Max Sabbath's Pair of Buns, a parody of Paranoid. How are you? Pretty good. What's going on? Not too much. Just getting home from the old uh, desk job. So, you know. Right on. Living the dream. What are you up to? Uh, I am pulling my hair out uh, with uh, bands in town. (laughs) Like the application? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure out why there's uh, 26 shows listed out of a 37 date tour and then 24 shows listed on the website and then they're not even the same 24 that are listed on the same 26. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it goes I'm... on and on and on. I feel like I've noticed that problem specifically with Sacramento shows just because that's my general area. <laughs> So is is the Holy Divers show one of the ones missing? Because that checks out. No, no, this is actually a whole other tour that I'm having a, having a nightmare about. Holy Diver is on there. Oh, neat. It seems to be on. Yeah, it seems to be on the site, and it seems to be on the bands in town. It seems to be just fine. Uh, so you are the manager for the Max Sabbath folks, and I, I want to know how did you first connect with the band. Oh, how much time do you have? <laughs> I mean, I've got—I just got off work. I go in tomorrow at eight a.m. So whatever you got. <laughs> All right. Well, I used to—I used to run um, an oddities museum uh, called the Rosemary's Bully Goat Auditorium in East Hollywood, and and when you do stuff like that, you you sort of open yourself up after a while, where you're not just chasing weird but the strangeness is chasing you. And, and long after I closed the doors, uh, I, I was still getting calls. I was like, oh, you got to come out to my shed and coin mine, see my two-headed otter skeleton, you know? And, and it just, it just kind of goes like that. And you just kind of keep going because I'm still a collector. And, you know, uh, so you just 
kind of do this. And I get this call, and it says, uh, 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 you got to come down to uh, Chatsworth, California. It's going to change change your life. you got to come down to this uh, burger franchise in Chatsworth, California. I figured I, I was like, okay, I'll go down there, and I'll see, you know, maybe like the Virgin Mary toasted onto a hamburger bun or something, and maybe I'll make a deal with the guy and whatever, you know. So, you know, and I go down there, and I go down there, and I'm ambushed. It's this weird, you know, anonymous phone call thing. And I'm uh, ambushed by this this tornado of a red and yellow uh, tornado of a clown, you know, just busting the place and your skeletal makeup and just starts spewing these science fiction concepts all over everybody's lunch and uh, got, get thrown out in there, of course, because that isn't going to fly. And, uh, and then, and then invites me to uh, come back there uh, that night after they're closed at like three in the morning, there's a secret turnkey club thing happening with the employees there um, and go down into the basement and, and there's a secret club of people watching this, <laughs> these mutated fast food, fast food mascots uh, slaying these Black Sabbath rips and running around and screaming about Monsanto and GMOs. And it was just like <laughs> the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. But this guy is just, just way, way over the top and hard to deal with. And just telling me, oh, yeah, you're, you're going to be the manager. You're going to be the one to bring this above ground, you know. And they, they were all weird about how it was a secret. And they kept, they kept it a secret and only done it in these secret things with no phones. And they have this anti-technology thing. And later, later he tells me that he travels from the 1970s in some kind of wormhole. And... And I find out that he has this horrible reaction to any technology past 1979. And then this is something that now I have to deal with on a constant basis because it's really hard to move the band forward because any of that stuff like angers him and he gets all upset and says that the time-space continuum is going to get screwed up. And and it's like, so this is what I deal with now. <laughs> and as far as it changing my life, it completely and totally has. I never thought that, that I could, that I would have a full-time job managing a band, much less a cheeseburger band. <laughs> but the, I guess I, I guess he had read something in the press that I had said about Black Sabbath not just inventing heavy metal, but inventing, you know, being the cause for all the all the music that us weirdos like hold near and dear and the goth came from them and punk came from them and that they kind of that they kind of started everything because they were the first spooky band and paranoid was the first song that had like a punk rock style tempo and you know and so it, it, and the, the cross between that and the fact that he knew that i you know ran and sang ran, ran my own band that i sing for that's that's like a monster theatrical you know, horror band, uh, you know, uh, I guess he just figured I was the perfect person. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, I get it. Like, I, I could, you know, book you a few shows around L.A., get you started until I, 
you know, what, what Rosemary's Billy Goat does and stuff. And I just had no idea that it was just going to launch off as fast as it was. And we were going to end up like touring the UK before he even got out of California and playing a festival in England with, you know, Motley Crue and Kiss <laughs> So, yeah. So that's, that's, uh, I have a question about the oddities that you touched on at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. This two-headed otter, was it a river otter or a sea otter? <laughs> it's very important to me. <laughs> well, that was a hypothetical otter skeleton. I, I don't even know if I've actually seen a two-headed otter skeleton. <laughs> uh, I love otters. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the otter box? Uh, no, I do have an otter on the back of my phone, though. He's wearing a little red hat because he's prepared for winter. Some guy stole, sold me on the Otter Box early on and all that phone case stuff. Whenever the Otter Box came out, he goes, he goes, man, you can drop this phone in a bowl of ranch and it'll be fine. And I looked at him and I go, how is it that you think you know me well enough to know that it's more important for me to have my phone be ranch-proof than waterproof? <laughs> Are bowls of ranch, I'm assuming bowls of ranch are constant in your in your field. They are indeed. Is that is that so, on Max Habits Rider or is that your personal uh, preference? Yeah, well, we're going with the non-dairy ranch. Of course. Yeah, you know, fans need ranch. I I, I think that's uh, a famous quote of Eddie Van Halen, actually. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, other other than chatting with dorks like me on the behalf of the band who want to remain remain anonymous, understandably, and you know are not comfortable around, we're speaking. On, I'm speaking on a cell phone. I'm not sure what you're up to, but what is your day to day like with the band? <laughs> you mean on the road or not on the road? <laughs> I mean on the road. It sounds like you're you're voting. You're helping them avoid technology and uh, yes. Keeping yes, them yes. safe from potential threats and that sort of thing, so that's that's admirable. But uh, I guess well, there... I'm the, I, I'm the fall guy for the disastrous not technology in uh, technology challenged uh, weirdos, <laughs> and you know it's also you know with the whole anonymous thing and everything, it's very there's just so many factors that. Uh, are, are very difficult from a from a regular band, and even very different from a regular theatrical band, you know, uh, that I have to constantly deal with, uh, whether it be um, through, you know, uh, PR, <laughs> or, or uh, you know, uh, promoters, or, you know, uh, uh, prospective people who work in the venue, or, uh, uh, you know, uh, agencies, uh, you know, it, it's just completely and totally non-conventional in every way. And uh, Ronald Osborne seems to seems to just hoot and holler at how frustrated it makes me that I have to deal with all these things and do them differently and how frustrated everybody gets at me. And uh, he just, just, just disappears off into his, his wormhole or whatever and... Uh, you know, goes back to having a good time on whatever a cheeseburger clown does. <laughs> you said this this aforementioned wormhole takes him back to 1979, correct? 
the seventies in general. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he's hopping around the seventies or what, but I, I, there's no there's no uh, technology after 1979 that I can put my finger on that he can accept uh, as a reality. Is is that why the band uh, only seems to touch on Ozzy era Black Sabbath? I would have to say, uh, yeah, that seems seems to be seems to be. Have you attempted yeah. to show him Dio era? I, I think it's pretty solid. Those first two albums, at least. <laughs> um, why don't you try that? I don't. I don't think I'm. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I'm prepared to shorten my lifespan. <laughs> I can respect that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, considering that the that the that the band has has recently met up with Ozzy and Ozzy's given the big thumbs up. I assume that you've seen that. I have. Uh, yeah, I think that that's probably a pretty safe bet that they'll stay in his camp. <laughs> How did that whole thing come to be? Because they they are, you know, they're hard to kind of track down and get in a, a spot. But I mean, if Ozzy calls, I guess Ozzy's calling and they got to step well, out. Well, see, that's, that's the thing. He must have called on a landline because I didn't have anything to do with that and didn't even know about it until after so, so that was another, you know, big joke on my part is these pictures start surfacing of the band with Ozzy, and I'm like, what the hell is this Photoshop? <laughs> and then, and, you know, I'm trying to get answers out of the clown, and I'm getting just more, more giggling than anything. And I, and then, and then, then the video came, and it's just like, who the hell are these guys really? How are they? How are they connected like this? Like, what is going on? So, yeah, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was curious as you are. And have uh, you or the other members, or the members of the band, had any interactions with any of the other OG guys? So, Geezer, Tony, or Bill? Not that I'm aware of. But uh, man, every time I cross something out as a possibility, it seems to just pop up in my face. <laughs> But, yeah, that would be wonderful. That was some of More Ribs by Max Sabbath. I'll have more with Mike Odd in just a moment, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Nick Beggs from the Mute Gods discusses his musical origins. My first band was called Johnny and the Martians. And um, I don't know what it sounded like. It sounded like three adolescents trying to work out how to play instruments as most first bands are could you listen to it now without uh cringing i think i could listen to it but i i couldn't listen to it without laughing <laughs> so um, i'm assuming you guys were very good no we weren't very good we were 10 oh wow uh, I, I i i played drums there was a guy on johnny played acoustic guitar and gary played uh, trumpet 
So the guy on the acoustic guitar, poor Johnny, he, he was drowned out by the trumpet and the drums, and he left by the lunchtime. That, and uh, so it, it didn't last very long. That is a curious trio, a trumpet, drums, and acoustic guitar. Uh, how did you feel being yeah. a Martian? I liked it. I feel I do feel rather extraterrestrial most days, actually. I don't feel like I belong here. Where do you belong? Uh, probably in the fifth dimension. I think um, I don't. I don't think Mars is far enough away from the Earth for my like. Nick and the Mute Gods released their third album, Atheists and Believers, this year. For more on the band, head to MuteGods.com. Now here's some of Sweet Beef by Max Sabbath before I rap with Mike Odd. When I first got you, I didn't see both sides. I can't afford you, now that you come with contacted by the other half of the Max Sabbath equation, the folks behind the Golden Arches or any sort of... I don't know. I don't know anything about any of that. I've never heard of that. (laughs) 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 Uh, No no one seems to have have any uh, problems to speak of. Cool. Yeah. And uh, there's a pretty vocal message like you, you touched on about like the food industry, Monsanto, and, and the likes. How does something go from Sabbath riffs to the evils of fast food? It Was it just working beneath uh, the fast food restaurant that got to them? Well, like, uh, I, I, apparently, uh, <laughs> uh, like uh, Ronald says, is like, you know, people... People perceive Black Sabbath as this, you know, evil band and, ooh, it's evil and blah, blah, blah. But really, when you break it down and look at the lyrics, it's, it's, all, it's all about, like, warning the world about evil, you know. And, um, and so Max Sabbath is uh, kind of the same thing. Like, people look at it and they go, oh, this is, like a, this is like a pro, you know, fast food band. And these guys love these, these, these uh, GMO cheeseburgers kind of thing. And it's like... And then you look into the lyrics, and he's actually warning the world about the evils of fast food. So, I guess it's a complementary uh, combination, you know. Um, how do I get here? Uh, I well, like, I feel I've read before that Geezer Butler himself is a is like a Christian, much like Tom from Slayer. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever whatever sells, I guess whatever you can write about that sounds fucking cool. And I think Max Sabbath sounds <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're singing about Satan, I mean, that's a Christian concept, right? 
Yeah. So, <laughs> but, you know, you go into a church and, and, and a guy's talking about stuff going on in hell, and uh, and it seems really normal. And I guess if you have a, a, a rock star singing about the similar things going on on a stage, you are like, oh, they're evil. <laughs> but you got to break it down for what it is, read the lyrics and figure it out for yourself, I guess. Uh, does Slayer McCheese eat cheeseburgers of any sort? And if so, is it cannibalism? That would be cannibalism, but I have seen some, uh, I have seen some Beyond Burgers. I love me a Beyond Burger. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I I want to start calling him Beyond Slayer McCheese. (laughs) (laughs) That should be his rebirth. Suddenly disappears, comes back, and looks basically the same. Makes you question if it's real or not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Tiny bit of aftertaste, but still delicious. So I know the band is constantly on tour, and they've got a tour that they're either on now or about to start that swings through Sacramento like uh, in a couple weeks. And then um, after that, there's a tour with Oakley Dokley. Uh, how did that come about? Well, Max Sabbath has actually toured with Oakley Dokley before. Uh, we did a uh, we did a tour called Monstrosity with right. uh, with Metalachi and Oakley Dokley. So it's been a, it's been a while, and and we're anxious to get out with them again. But I think with what happened with um, what happened with uh, Max Sabbath and Ozzy, and what happened with Oakley Dokley getting their song on the Simpsons, uh, and then both having. Uh, press about it in Rolling Stone, I think it just kind of like, it seems like a natural repairing, although every uh, it seems to be publicized as, you know, look at this, this is the miracle dream tour, dreams come true, or whatever. We're just kind of like, well, we're kind of just doing it again, but... <laughs> yeah. Man, that sounds good! <laughs> but yeah, I think kind of the two things of like being endorsed by you know, the thing, the thing that influenced them, it kind of seems like a good time to go out and celebrate together. And um, I'm assuming Ronald has not seen The Simpsons, but are you or any other band members fans of The Simpsons? Oh, I am for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak for time travelers, but, um, but yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I understand all the references when I watch it we don't I have a great do you know if Ronald went to a school similar to the one that Homer went to when he became the uh, fill-in crusty? <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> you, need to, you need to tell Matt that. <laughs> I, I've actually had Ned, had Ned on the show before. He's a, he's a really sweet guy. Isn't and, he? Yeah. And uh, what one of the things I'm wondering is, like, the band Max Sabbath, like, of course they're more focused on the evils of the uh, fast food industry, but the word Sabbath still carries a lot of power around God-fearing men. Is Ned at all nervous around you guys? He's always nervous, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, it, oh, is that just us? <laughs> I, I feel like he's nervous until he strips down to the ski suit, and then, you know, he's feeling nothing yep. at all. Exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, I could just go on and on with Simpsons stuff, but I'll spare you and spare the listeners. Yeah, yeah. That's always a good combo platter, though, those guys. It's good stuff. 
Um, so I'm assuming Ronald's fear of technology is why there hasn't been too much recorded material from the band other than YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. There is a there's a flexi disc available, Parabuns flexi disc single available in the coloring book. So far, that's about the most modern thing I've been able to out. But we'll see how it goes. See if, we'll see if it gets any better. Um, I'm hoping to do um, something else, but it will probably be, my guess is it will probably be something analog as well. You know? I mean, you got, I've heard a lot about Max Savage's live show just being a spectacle. Uh, one could do a live album if you promise you're doing it to tape, I suppose. Right, right, right. Well, stranger things have happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's such a multimedia show that, uh, you know, I don't know if this translates without a lot of visuals, but let's see, let's see if we can uh, figure out how to fix that problem. So you've got a couple big tours coming up. What is in the future for Max Sabbath beyond these next couple tours? I mean, just just touring and touring and touring? Or, like, is there uh, some big event or some big future thing you're all counting down the days for? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, this band is all about the element of surprise. So uh, there, there will be some surprises coming up. There, there will definitely be something coming in 2020 that no one that no one's expecting. Um, I, I can tell you that much. Um, uh, we do have a gathering of the Juggalos on that tour uh, that we're doing. Uh, so that means we'll be playing with you know uh, bands that you would expect Max Sabbath to play with, like. Uh, KRS One and More Stay on the Time and CNC Music Factory. <laughs> I had no idea More Stay was playing that. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Guar's done yeah. it before. Guar's. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah, I've seen the time before. It's good stuff. So yeah, that's 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 good company to, to keep. You know, that's. I mean, I'm so, a big fan um, of Prince and all his proteges. So there's yeah, my Prince absolutely. reference for the episode. There you go. <laughs> so are, are so the bands out there saying the evils of fast food and whatnot, are they going to be okay with Fago being basically the only liquid on tap there? <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a conflict of interest, isn't it? I don't know. I better, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully he doesn't find out until it's too late. <laughs> Well, I'd like to wish uh, you best of luck there, and I wish their best of luck at surviving the drug bridge. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a bridge where people sell and do drugs to with one another at the Gathering of the Juggalos. I read a whole oh. book about it. It's a really good book. Oh, okay. Drug bridge. All yep. right. All right. Okay. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a good time. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Um, I will have this up in the very near future and uh, break all the legs that you can out on this upcoming tour and all future endeavors. Thanks, bud. All right. You later, take sir. care. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. All right.
Black Sabbath are currently on tour and will be throughout most of the year. And this includes dates with Oakley Doakley. For tour info, merch, and all that good shit, head to facebook.com slash maxsabbath and www.officialmaxsabbath.com. For this episode, I am recommending Dust Prophet. Dust Prophet are a psychedelic stoner metal band from New Hampshire. The band formed late last year and already shaking the earth. They're influenced by bands like Black Sabbath, Caius, and Clutch. Earlier this year, they released the single Revolutionary Suicide. Here is said single in its entirety.
grab Revolutionary Suicide and the rest of the band's catalog over at dustprofit.bandcamp.com. And to keep tabs on dates and upcoming releases, head to facebook.com slash dustprofits. If you'd like to speak with me here at the show, you may do so by emailing farbeyondmetaldan at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Ovacord, and the show is at underscore farbeyondmetal. The show is on Instagram at farbeyondmetalpod, and of course, facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal. And as always, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.